Have you ever had a conversation with a friend and at the end of the conversation, you're like, man, I wish we would have recorded this conversation. It would be so awesome if we had just hit record and had all of this as a record of all the great conversations we had. So recently I was having a conversation with my friend, Judy Johnson. She is the brain coach. You need to check her out, brain coach 143. And if you do, you are not going to regret it because she is a wealth of information and she has so much to share about how we can leverage some of the things that go on in our mind, how we can better understand how our mind operates, how our brain operates. So instead of getting frustrated at the things our brains do that just aggravate us and keep us from doing what we want to do, we can work with our brain and love our brain and get to the space where we can actually use the way our brain operates to our favor. So thankfully, thankfully, about 10 or 15 minutes into our conversation, Judy went, do you want to record this? And we hit record. And this is what I'm sharing with you today. I promise you're going to get so much value out of this conversation. And at the end, you're going to also get information on how to connect with Judy and learn more about what she does and what she's got going on and you definitely want to connect with Judy. So I invite you to just listen in on this conversation with me and Judy. It was, like I said, we were chatting and suddenly Judy went, oh, wait, maybe we should be recording this. And I hit record. And what you're about to listen to is the result of that conversation. And I know you're going to get so much value out of it. She dives deep into how do we understand our brains better and the things that we can do to get out of those spaces where our brains might be working against us. So Enjoy this conversation as me and Judy Johnson just chat about our brains and how they operate. And I will see you at the end. Okay, so the exciting thing is um, there's something called the polyvagal theory. Deb Dana um, is the translator of the polyvagal theory and Stephen Porges is the creator. It's a really exciting piece because it talks about how your nervous system is constantly looking for signs of uh, safety. So there's different kinds of safety. So there's the kind of like, am I physically safe? Like, am I going to be attacked? Or is there, you know, a tornado coming? And then there's also like safety between. So do I feel safe talking to you, Marcy? Um, do I, do I feel threatened? Um, and then there's safety within. So if I'm looking for my signals, is my body telling me I'm safe? Do I have butterflies in my stomach? Do, is my heart going a mile a minute? And so, um, so it's the vagus nerve that's constantly looking for this, these signals. Now, um, it's either going to tell you you're safe or not safe. If you feel safe, you are in what's called ventral vagal. Um, the way I remember this is like you're cruising in a, in a Cadillac or not, um, a convertible and air conditioning vents are pumping out like lavender scented um, incense, you know, like you're like, you're feeling connected, you're listening to music, you're feeling really curious and calm. And so you're seeing the world through your green lenses which um, look like this. So if you say something to me and I've got my green lenses on, I'm like, yeah, cool, that's right. Um, the best way I can talk about this is like a text message. If somebody, you know how you've sent a text message and somebody um, doesn't return your response? Well, if you're in ventral vagal, you read that text message and you're like, oh, Marcy must be busy. Cool, she'll get me back later, right? So that's how you interpret a missed text message. Okay, so that's ventral vagal. Now, if you are starting to feel threatened, you're gonna be in fight or flight. So fight or flight, you're gonna have your red lenses on. So 
if you're in fight, um, you're thinking of like you're panicked, your fear, your anxiety, you're worried. If you're in flight, you're good. So you're going to go towards if you're fight, if you're in flight, you're going to move away from somebody. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel, oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. So if you're in fight, you're going to be in rage, anger, um, and you're going to go towards you're frustrated flight is you're moving away. You're in panic, fear, anxiety. So you're going away. So again, let's go back to that text message. Um, you read the text message and you're like, oh, Marcy didn't send me, uh, didn't get back to me. Well, if I'm in fight, I'm going to be like, screw her. Who do you think she is? You know, she she doesn't have time for me. Or if I'm in flight, I'm just going to like not text. I'm like going to move away from, and I'm just going to like disappear. I'm going to be like worried about it. What is she thinking? What is she? Oh my gosh. What if I like upset her last time we talked about it? So I've got my red lenses on. Okay. So that's those two are dorsal and then fight or flight. Now, if I'm in, I'm sorry, if I'm in dorsal, but, uh, vagal, dental, I'm going to have my blue lenses on. This is when you're in freeze. So picture like a possum playing dead, um, or, um, you're in depression, you're in shame, you're a shutdown. So if I've got, if I'm feeling that way already and I get your text message, I'm going to be like, I shouldn't even bother. I can't believe I even texted her. And you just sort of like, you know, like, it's like almost like a power down. So what I love about this is that it's, you, it teaches, like, if you look at people, you can start to like figure out what color lenses they have on Mm. instead of making it all about. So if you get curious you put your lenses on. So if I see you and you react a certain way, I put my green lenses on. I can get curious. I wonder why Marcy did that. Huh? And so I can stay in ventral vagal instead of getting pissed off at you and getting into a fight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I just um, listened to your podcast. Um, I think it was yesterday. And one of your speakers was talking about getting curious, getting curious, yep. getting curious. And I went right to the polyvagal theory. So if you get curious, you stay in that ventral vagal and you can be calm connected. And that's when you can problem solve. You can work through problems. And, um, you know, that that's my, that's my favorite part about understanding communication. And as a parent, so if we're doing talking about parent coaching, um, if your child has a certain reaction, you get in your ventral vagal, you put your green lenses on and you say, I wonder what's going on with my kid. Is she hungry? Is she tired? Is she stressed? Is did maybe something happened at school? If she maybe comes into the house and storms off without putting on our green lenses, we might put our red lenses on and go start yelling at her. Don't you start, don't you stomp and walk away from me, young lady. And then guess what? That tends, sends your kid further into Mm -hmm. fight or flight or maybe shut down. Mm-hmm. So this is how I've started to understand how the polyvagal theory kind of interweaves with the executive function. Cause I work with ADHD, uh, a lot of folks who have ADHD. And if you're in either fight, flight or freeze, your executive functions turn off mm-hmm. your amygdala. You get amygdala hijacked. hijacked. That, mm-hmm. Yep. That slams shut that gate. And there's no energy to that frontal lobe. You're mm-hmm. all in fight, flight or shut down. So that is so cool. That is so cool. And, you know, part of what I work around and what I discuss with my clients and with anybody that I get a chance to talk to is this idea of curious listening, right? Because 
it, it goes in, in line with what you were saying. Most of the time when we engage in any kind of communication or any kind of conversation, we're in it to prove a point or mm-hmm. to win in some way, right? To win in some way, which in essence, and any anytime I say this word, people are like, they have a visceral reaction to it, but we're being violent when we're looking to win. Wow. It's mm-hmm. violence behind it, right? Because what we're doing is we're engaging in a cold war <laughs> to see who wins this conversation or this interaction and to see who walks away feeling like, yeah, I slayed that, right? Like the kids would say. But <laughs> when you're in curious listening mode, you're not there with any other intention other than getting curious so that you can mine the gold in the conversation because there's always gold to be mined, right? So exactly. what I call it is putting on your detective hat, right? And going in there as a detective, trying to get all the clues, trying to figure out what the underlying messaging might be, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, and getting really curious about what the other person is really trying to convey versus just being in there trying to win the conversation being like, okay, I have to figure out what I'm going to say back. This is my, and before they even end the sentence, you're already thinking about your comeback or what you're going to say and how you're going to defend. And it's very violent. It's very aggressive. But when you're in curious but when you're in curious mode, it's all about peace. It's all about connection. It's all about just being present. And it gives you such a different response to everything. Mm-hmm. It becomes an actual response as opposed to a reaction, right? And mm-hmm. um, so that aligns a lot with what you were saying. I was just thinking about that. And even last night, I was having a conversation with my youngest daughter because my husband tends to be a lot more reactive in a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so he did something last night that was very reactive and she took it to me that he doesn't respect me or he doesn't value my point of view mm-hmm. and I invited her to get curious about what might have led him to acting the way he did and we did this whole exercise around curiosity and at the end we have this race that we chuckle because there's like a <laughs> an inner an inside joke around it right but she looks at me and she goes oh who hurt you baby <laughs> Are you speaking through your wounds? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh, what a wise young woman you have. Uh, yeah, she's turning 14 this Sunday, but I joke around with her that she's 14 going on 85. It might have something to do with parenting, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some nurture elements there, but it's, mm-hmm. it's just so cool to get into that frame of using curiosity as your filter. Exactly. And, and it's a really a lot about perspective taking, because when uh, we often listen from our perspective, or like you said, from a defensive perspective, but if you really try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, then you can really get to the root, uh, the, the root cause of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny, because I started working, I've been doing this parent coaching for um, so long. And, um, and I absolutely love it. It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Um, and some of the parents that I work with are like, can I use this at work? I said, absolutely. You get bonus points. You know, the old teacher in me comes out. I'm like, you get bonus points if you use this at work. So then, um, parents started using this, uh, line of communication at work. And interestingly enough, it started to work and the environments at work were less toxic. Um, and so now I started actually management coaching from the lens of, um, they're just big kids. And so it's really the relationship between parents and children and managers and adult employees is very, very similar. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of these 
um, strategies can be absolutely used at work um, and in a really fun way. Because imagine if work was a better place to go. Imagine if your employees wanted to show up because they felt heard and understood by the people who manage them. So it's not about like getting rid of all your boundaries, but it's about having strong boundaries and also listening to the folks that, um, that, that you employ or your children. It's all the same. <laughs> it is. It really is. You know, it's really funny because I was having a conversation with one of my sisters. I have two sisters and two brothers, but I was having a conversation with one of my sisters a few months ago about her work situation and I looked at her and I said honey your boss is just a baby throwing a tantrum how would you handle a baby throwing a tantrum and she looked at me she chuckled she goes you know what that's exactly what it is and I was like yeah you have two choices to make you either give her the space to throw her tantrum and you say okay when you're ready to talk find me Mm -hmm. or you sit there and you try to strong arm her into stopping the tantrum which is usually not a very productive approach to take so (laughs) just think about it how would you handle a baby throwing a tantrum and that actually gave her a completely different perspective on the situation and I think that very often like you said I mean adults were just bigger kids (laughs) for the most part you can absolutely have a tantrum as an adult a 16 year old a five-year-old or a two-year-old um and the it's really not much different how you would handle a tantrum. Like you said, I love how you said that, like give them the space and grace to like vent it and, and let it all out. Um, because you can't, that's not the time to parent. That's not the time to manage because if you start correcting at that time, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to be able. Yeah. The the lid is flipped as Dan Siegel would say. And so there's no listening involved, but once there's a calm moment, that's when you can come back. That's when you can do, what I call the parenting, um, or that's, or in the management section, that's where you can have those meaningful conversations, boundary setting. Hey, you had some really big feelings there. And, um, I feel like I was, um, the, the victim of, of your hard time. And so you let people know it's, it's actually not okay to, to, to yeah. treat me, okay? but you can teach, you can actually talk about this in a loving, kind way. Oh, absolutely. Out getting your own tantrum going on. (laughs) Absolutely. That's where whole messaging comes in. And I I mean, we can go on communication tangents forever. (laughs) So anyway, the whole messaging piece um, is you get to express everything that you need to express. And the more clearly and the more openly that you express everything that you need to express, the better it is for all parts involved, right? So it's not just about, okay, this is how you're making me feel. First of all, don't point. Nobody can make you feel anything. You feel what you decide you're going to feel. But that's a different conversation. (laughs) But you get to express the facts, right? What you're seeing or what you're hearing. You get to express the story you're telling yourself when that happens. You get to express how that makes you feel or how you feel as a result of that. And then you get to express what you need to happen moving forward. So when we understand how to express a whole message, and it can be really simple, right? Like, Judy, when I heard you say X, Y, or Z, the story Mm -hmm. that I immediately created in my head, or what my brain went to, or what I started thinking was this and this and this, which led me to feeling this way, and what I would need and what would really help me moving forward is if we did this, what do you think? I mean, that took what? (laughs) Two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it wasn't, um, there were, there was no finger pointing. Mm -hmm. Um, You were speaking from a place of calm and connectedness. And what, um, what that just told me is that you wanted to repair that relationship. 
Absolutely. You didn't want to continue an argument. You didn't want to start a fight. And I think that's the piece that um, is so valuable. Um, and if we go attachment style, that's the secure attachment style. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're actually coming together to repair as opposed to getting out of dodge because my feelings are uncomfortable or mm -hmm. making starting a fight because I'm uncomfortable. So I want you to be uncomfortable. Um, so those are like the different stages or again, that shutdown. Um, Absolutely. That and what I love about home messaging, and obviously this isn't mine, I wish I could recall where I le learned this from, but um, what I love about this, which has led me to use it more and more and more, is that it gives you the space to assume responsibility for your interpretation mm -hmm. of what's happened, right? Because when I go into that part of the story I'm telling myself, or my mm -hmm. brain immediately went to, I'm not blaming anybody, I'm admitting to the fact that I am assuming certain things, that I am adding meaning to the situation, that I'm the one who is framing this this way, right? Mm -hmm. But then I'm inviting you into the space where we can come to a solution together so that we are no longer assuming things, but understanding each other in the process. So that's the piece that I love about it. I love that. And you, we can even um, add some lenses here, right? So <laughs> like, <laughs> when you said that, I put my red lenses on and, and interpreted it this way, but now I'm going to put my green lenses on and, and get curious about the interaction and want to repair. So yeah. we could go on and on. <laughs> we could, like I said, we could go on this rabbit hole and get on a million different tangents, but this is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I totally love to nerd out on this stuff. <laughs> Okay, so how are you enjoying this conversation so far? I told you, it's awesome. I'm so glad that we recorded. Anyway, before I let you go back to the conversation, I just wanted to make a quick invitation. So as we, as you're listening to us talk, and as you're listening to all the things that unfold and that are unraveled as we have our conversation, I wanna invite you to have a conversation with me as well. I wanna invite you to a 30 minute free chat. It's called a clarity and confidence call. And during that call, we're going to just chat and see what unravels and what gets uncovered covered. And I promise you that as we progress through our conversation, you're going to discover some things and unravel some things that you might not have thought of before. And at the end of the conversation, if it makes sense, I might invite you to work with me more closely and I might share with you what that looks like. But there's no obligation and I promise you, you will get value out of the 30 minutes. We will not waste a second of it. So head on over to marciamara.com and at the top, on the top right hand corner, you're going to see a button that you can click that will lead you straight to my calendar. And there you can and just pick a time and day that works for you and we will get you all set up to hit the ground running in 2024 to build the momentum in what's left of 2023 to discover the things that might be getting in your way and to figure out how to get back on track towards living out your calling and your purpose so again go on over to marciamara.com and i can't wait to chat with you see you soon you got a lot of cognitive flexibility <laughs> <laughs> trust me it's been a work in progress anyway <laughs> So speaking of cognitive flexibility, um, I wanted to tell you about Stronger Brains. Um, I'm, do I'm doing this new program. It's called Stronger Brains. It's a cognitive training process. You know, because our brains are plastic, we have that neuroplasticity. Um, the brains we have, like when, I don't know what, about you, but when I was a kid, um, they said our brains are, you know, just formed. However you have your brain, that's the way you have it. And then it's just going to slowly get worse and atrophy. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> the, 
we found out that that is not true. So there's something called neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. um, which means your brain can change and it can change for the better. So um, I started working with kids in the office because I love, I love working with kids and helping them become like create better neural network connections. Um, so we work on working, neg- uh, working memory, cognitive flexibility, inhibitory control, all those really fun things. Um, at least I think they're fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're fun too. <laughs> so fun. And we just play games, right? So I take kids in and we play games and they're so much fun. And I started noticing how much better these kids were getting at working memory and just Working memory is the one that most people are confused about. So let me just give you like a little, a little tip on what that means. Mm -hmm. So working memory is when you actually are trying, like using your short-term memory. So you're trying to hold information and manipulate it at the same time. So an easy um, example is mental math. So Mm -hmm. if I asked you to do 37 times 48, now I bet you your brain is going, oh no, I can't do it. But... (laughs) I really can't. I'm so bad at that. Anyway. <laughs> but I but I bet you you tried to do something. So a lot of us um see like we're um see that math problem on like a blackboard or a whiteboard. And some of us have a stronger like verbal aspect. So we're trying to remember the numbers by saying them over and over. Well, working memory is when you can hold that information and do the math at the same time. So obviously there's lots of different forms of working memory. Um, but that's like, that's just an easy example. So we started really seeing kids improve their working memory and their inhibitory control and all the things. Um, and then I ran across this program called stronger brains. And, um, at first I was like a little hesitant because I'm like, Oh no, it's, it's on a computer. So especially after the pandemic, like strapping kids (laughs) to computer five days of the week, I was like, no, that's the opposite of what I want to happen. But then I did more research and it's pretty incredible. So um, when I thought about what, when I saw the kids gains from once a week training with me to considering doing it five times a week, that's when I started to get really excited. So um, I partnered with Stronger Brains. And so there is such um, amazing research that has come out of the effects of the kids that have done the program. Um, some of which was surprising. So for example, like we all figured, you know, the working memory processing speed, cognitive flexibility would get better. Like that's attention. Attention goes through the roof from the kids that I've worked with. Um, but what was really surprising was behavior. 80% of kids have better behavior. I'm like, I was like, what? That's crazy. And then, um, mental health. There were 56% of kids who were um, at risk for mental health challenges got better. So when I started seeing these um, incredible results, I got really excited. And it's even good on the, on the athletic field. Tom Brady and Messi have both done the program. And, wow. um, and so and um, what happens is you can read the field better and your brain works faster. So um, you can see that um, you can see plays. You can see your, your response time is faster. So there's a lot of really fun things that I'm really enjoying doing. Um, some of the kids that I've worked with are like, my brain just works better and I'm making better <laughs> connections. Teachers are responding like, who is this kid and what have you done with her? Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's I, 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 
as, as a former teacher, it doesn't surprise me that these things are connected to behavior because what I found in all my years of working with kids and teens is that mm -hmm. for the most part, misbehavior is attached to some form of feeling inadequate, some mm -hmm. form of feeling like they can't perform the way they're expected to perform. And therefore, they express that discomfort by doing things that call attention negatively in mm -hmm. the way that they feel like they can't positively, right? And negatively and positively use loosely because I, I anyway, that's a conversation for a different time. But um, if they do in fact feel like their brains are cooperating, like they're being mm -hmm. able to pay attention and get in, take in the information and use it in the way that they're expected to use it, then that mm -hmm. need to misbehave in order to distract from the fact that they're inadequate in this other area minimizes and lessens and so mm -hmm. I see connection clearly and I'm not surprised that's so cool <laughs> uh, I know it is it's been really it's been really transformative I've enjoyed it and and part of the other the reason that this program works so well is because there's a there's a component where kids are supposed to uh or work on their breath work um mm. so they learn how to calm and center themselves um they actually help children make a correlation between how much sleep I've gotten, how much exercise I've gotten and how do I feel? Wow, uh, and then there's like little learning videos of, of why your brain works um, and can make it, you know, how it works and, you know, why it's plastic and what you can do. So I don't know, it's just been so much fun. And um, I sort of want to take this to like as many people as I can, because it's just so beneficial. Um, so I wanted really to share that with you today. Well, I appreciate it. Now, if anybody wanted to learn more about any of the things that we've talked about, especially this uh, Stronger Brains, I wrote it down so I wouldn't mess it up, <laughs> Stronger Brains and how to utilize it and how to, where can they go? Where can they connect with you? How can they find you? Oh, thanks for asking. So um, you can find me at BrainCoach143. Um, or if you wanted to find me on any socials, um, it's uh, my Instagram is brain.coach.143. Um, or Facebook is braincoach143. Um, or LinkedIn. So there's, there's lots of ways to find me. Um, and then there's just a, a little button to learn more. So you can push the button, learn more or email me. Either way is totally fine. That is really cool. Well, make sure that you figure things out, connect with Judy. She will get you on the right path to get all these things in place. This is so cool. I love this conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Marcy. I love I love the conversation too. I can uh, I can nerd out with you on all these all these topics anytime. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I think I'm gonna stop the recording. How much fun was that? I had so much fun recording this conversation with Judy and I know you didn't just enjoy it, but you got a lot of value out of it. And I'm so glad that we were able to share this conversation with you. If you found as much value in it as we enjoyed creating it, then I invite you to share it with someone in your life who you know might find value in some of the things we talked about. And in the meantime, don't forget about my invitation for you and I to sit down for a 30 minute chat. Just head on over to marcyamara.com and schedule that chat. There's other resources on my side that you might want to look at but make sure to schedule your time to chat with me and i will see you next week here on sincerely speaking bye